This is Feeba Podcast. Thank you for joining us in our morning daily devotion. When I am generous. When Mother Teresa of India visited Los Angeles a few years ago, a physician named Gerald Jampolsky heard her speak. Attracted by the spiritual power that emanated from her, he asked her, Would it be all right if I accompanied you on your coming tour to Mexico? Whenever I am around you, I feel the presence of God. She replied, Dr. Jampolsky, I do not object to your joining me, but you said you wanted to experience inner peace. Find out how much it costs to fly to Mexico and give that money to feed and clothe someone in need and you will find the inner peace you seek. Dr. Jampolsky followed her advice and discovered that she was right. That portion of our money that brings us the deepest joy and lasts the longest is that which we give away generously. A similar mindset is what is expressed in Leviticus 23 when it comes to bringing harvest from the land. In verse 22, God through Moses told the people something quite counterintuitive, not to reap to very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Essentially he said, leave a little behind. This instruction reminded the people that God was behind the harvest in the first place and that he used this people to provide for those of little account. Further, in 1 Kings 17, 7-16, we see the widow at Zarephath with so little food that she is cooking her last meal before she and her son starve to death. Prophet Elijah shows an incredible amount of courage and by telling her to go home and cook something for him before preparing something for herself and her son. After all, this is her last meal. But Elijah makes her an interesting promise. If she feeds him, she will find that her supply of flour and oil will not run out. But the only way she will discover whether this promise is true is by giving away generously what she has. In 2 Kings 4, 8-10 we see, A wealthy woman in Shunem struck up a relationship with Elisha and invited him to eat with her family. This woman and her husband fed him every time he came through town. She goes to her husband and suggests that they give Elisha his own room where he can stay when he comes through town. She even lists out the amenities they need to include. Why would she offer such generosity? The answer lies in her words. She calls him a holy man of God, a sign that she sees her generosity to Elisha as a generosity to the God he serves. When we learn to see our giving as generosity offered to God through the blessing of others, it can revolutionize the way we look at our resources. Another incident we read in Matthew 27, 57-60 about Joseph of Arimathea. Joseph's sacrifice was irreplaceable. The last three words Matthew uses here are so expressive. Joseph offers up his tomb, lays Jesus' body in it, rolls a stone in front of it and goes away. He doesn't hang out waiting to be compensated or to be recognized for his good deed. While God promises us a return for our generosity, true generosity is apparent when it expects nothing in return. Christian generosity is always a response to faith. 
while God's word doesn't say that we can give and never run out of resources in James 1:17 it does say that we should give because we can trust the giver of every good and perfect gift to care for us we learn generosity through obedience too too often we want to feel generous before we act generously true christian generosity is an act of obedience as we behave generously we find that the feelings will follow and we'll see god's faithfulness in meeting needs through us while supplying our own need loving god thank you for your provision in my life give me eyes to see ways in which i can help the needy and a heart to reach out without expectations in jesus name amen dear listener we are here to stand with you in your time of need we want to pray with you and for your prayer request do you need someone to talk to we are here for you call us or send a message at plus 9163642521642164 plus 9163642521164 god bless you Thank you.